0: Today's episode is brought to you by Kind Bar. I absolutely love Kind Bars and I've eaten a lot of them. Let me tell you about the first time I ever had a Kind Bar. I was working at a steel foundry and I only had a couple hours left to go, but I was tired and dirty and really starting to drag. So I saw some Kind Bars in our cafeteria, looked good, so I grabbed one and it was delicious. It gave me the little burst of energy I needed to get through the rest of my night without feeling bad about my late evening snack or heavy from a ton of refined sugar and artificial ingredients. And that's the big difference. Kind is deeply committed to crafting food with real, recognizable ingredients and to empower the food snack community and our listeners to make better, informed choices about health. Some of my favorites are the blueberry vanilla cashew, fruit and nut, dark chocolate cherry cashew, cranberry almond, and the dark chocolate nuts and sea salt. They're delicious. Kindness can be a transformative force for good, and that's why we are teaming up with Kind and Podgo to bring our listeners 10% off or 15% off for military personnel, teachers, students, first responders, doctors, and nurses. Just go to podgo.co slash kind. That's podgo.co slash kind. bar creating a kinder and healthier world, one act, one snack at a time.
1: have to disinfect everything in this <laughs> house. Didn't that sound pretty?
0: Yeah. Sniffles and cough make me turn my head. <laughs>
1: Was that better? <laughs>
0: Not particularly. <laughs>
1: I mean, you're going to edit it out anyway, aren't you?
0: Uh.
1: Are you going to leave my sniffles and
0: <laughs> wheezes and shit in? I haven't decided yet.
1: Welcome to open a fucking book. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what the fuck was that?
1: Welcome to open a fucking book. I think my cough drop made me uh kind of fuck up my speech there a little bit. Yeah. This is midweek no. cliff midday.
0: No. Come on, you can get it.
1: I said midweek.
0: Nope. Weekday. Weekday.
1: Weekday cliff notes. I got it. And then the space heater had to come on and fuck everything up. Okay. Welcome to weekday cliff notes.
0: There you go. Okay, you got it. <laughs> I'm Stephanie I'm Kevin. What was <laughs> that? I'm
1: Stephanie. I can't even, it's the cough drop. It's gonna help me not cough, but it's filling my mouth up with saliva and honey and lemon.
0: I mean I guess there's worse things to have your mouth mouth filled up with.
1: Myth, myth, myth mouth. Mm-hmm. uh right, sorry you, for the got? late well th- there's so many books i want in february and i just added another one to it okay because i i read the um synopsis i guess uh the book is called children of chicago i was actually trying to look up book news but then this book caught my eye and then i said fuck it and just write on about the book uh it's children of chicago by cynthia paleo and it's a horrifying retelling of the Pied Piper fairy tale set in modern day Chicago. Okay. So that tickled my fancy. And uh it's when Detective Warren Medina sees the calling card at a murder scene in Chicago's Humboldt Park neighborhood. She knows the Pied Piper has returned. When another teenager is brutally murdered at the same lagoon where her sister's body Was found floating years before. She is certain that the Pied Piper is not just back. He's looking for payment he's owed from her. Lauren's torn between protecting the city. She has sworn to keep safe and keeping a promise she made long ago with her sister's murderer. She may have to ruin her life by exposing her secrets and lies to stop the Pied Piper before he collects. Hmm. So, yeah. And... A lot of places are calling it the most anticipated crime book of 2021, but that's... with a fairy tale retelling.
0: Yeah, that's a high bar to hit because there's a lot of true crime and and
1: well, it's not true crime. No, it's... but
0: that that is all in the same. It's all you know, crime. Yeah, books.
1: The Pied Piper isn't really one of those fairy tales that gets a retelling very often.
0: I suppose not.
1: So that that interests me right away. To hear about the Pied Piper.
0: Are Are you a big? I
1: fan? love all fairy tales. Yes, and that was like
0: my favorite. Pied Piper a fairy tale or a tall tale?
1: It's a fairy tale.
0: Are fairies in it? Is there anything supernatural about it?
1: Yes, he plays his pipe and leads people to their deaths, or to do whatever he wants his bidding. It's a magical pipe. Okay. A magical flute or whatever instrument you want to call it. Piccolo. I
0: don't think it's a piccolo.
1: It's kind of like a flute. A piccolo. No, not really a kazoo. But, yeah.
0: How fucking weird would that be? A magical kazoo. (laughs) A magical kazoo. People fling themselves off of bridges just to make the sound stop.
1: Could be. But, yeah, I mean, you you get Cinderella. You get Snow White. You get all of those retellings over and over again. When have we gotten a retelling of The Pipe Piper?
0: I I mean other than just like Looney Tunes cartoons and shit from the I'm talking 60s about in 70s literary not, sources. No, not that I. Yeah,
1: not, not that, that I, I can of. recall lately either. So, it's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I want to read this. So, that's on my my list. It comes out February 9th.
0: All right. Well, we'll have the info for that in the show notes. Yes. Be, all you got to do is look down below.
1: So now most of the time I'm going to kind of not talk because that took a lot out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make it through that paragraph without wheezing and coughing.
0: All right. Well, let's get to the little bit of book news that we have. So this is from Nora Krug at the Washington Post. Uh, Ten members of the Fabulous Ladies Book Club in Rido- Ridoso, New Mexico now meet online, but in recent weeks they have found a new project that gives them good reason to see one another beyond their screens. They are helping to vaccinate the town. Ooh. It all started on December 28th when their phones lit up with a message from Carrie Rath, one of the club's founding members, and one of the few OBGYNs in this mountain town of roughly 7,900. Her husband, chief of aerospace medicine of the New Mexico Air National Guard, had access to free vaccines from the state's Department of Health, but needed help distributing it. In five days, the group turned Stevens' private practice into a pop-up vaccine clinic and since then have administered more than 2,400 vaccine shots covering about a third of the town. Now, Carrie Rath hopes others, book clubs or not, We'll see that the pandemic relief effort is not just about putting needles into arms. Quote, yes, there are those of us who are very skilled at that, but there are a lot of steps that a lot of people can do, so maybe don't be scared away from helping because you can't do that final piece. So that a nice little, uh... I could
1: stab somebody in the arm.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, that should really be up to the to medical professionals to do that type of shit. People who've been trained for... That type of thing. But there's a lot of other things you can do. You can register people. You can take temperatures when people get in. You can take um, medical information, insurance information. You Just help people waiting in line. There's a million things you can do to help out that doesn't include stabbing people in the fucking arm.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just saying I would like to stab someone. Oh,
0: okay. You say so. I
1: think it would be therapeutic to stab people multiple times a day
0: got to take it to a weird place but all right
1: well i mean i'm not saying do it hard i would do it gently i i don't feel needle you shots anymore you didn't even want
0: to go stab my parents dog for because her that's different that's shots. an animal she's much better behaved than most people who are going to come in there to get a vaccine i can guarantee true. you that
1: true because if i had to give a kid a shot then i'd probably feel bad yeah but adults no fucking problem be like turn your fucking head you big ass baby yeah
0: that's all I got news-wise. There, I mean, there's a few other things. but That's
1: really cool that a book club's doing that. Yeah, I
0: thought that was neat. All right, well, let's get to the four books of the week. let Our... see which ones I'm going to get. Our fiction book this week is If I Disappear by Eliza Jane Brazier. Now, Sarah loves true crime podcasts. Ooh, a book about podcasts. Ooh. Uh-huh. Uh, they gave her... A sense of control in a world where women just like her disappear daily. She's sure they're preparing her for something. So when Rachel, her favorite podcast host, goes missing, Sarah knows it's time to act. Rachel has always taught her to trust her instincts. Sarah follows the clues hidden in the episode to an isolated ranch house outside Rachel's small hometown to begin her search. She's convinced her investigation will make Rachel proud. But the more Sarah digs into the unfamiliar world, the more off things start to feel because Rachel is not the first woman to vanish from the ranch, and she won't be the last. Rachel did try to warn her from Berkeley Books, January 2021, 304 pages.
1: That does seem kind of neat because I bet she gets taken.
0: You got to, she's got to uh, listen to the episodes and get clues. To find out where she's at,
1: kind of like a Ready Player One, you know, revisiting old stuff uh, to get clues and stuff. Just in that instance, you know, revisiting media to.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of movies and shows and books where to people get the have Easter to, eggs. People, yeah, people have to go back and and rewatch or re-listen or re-read something to get more clues to to keep going. Stuff that you missed, uh, I think that's pretty neat. I'm, um, I'm guessing Eliza is a podcast fan because why would you write about po- a podcaster if you weren't and i'm guessing she's probably a my favorite murder fan because that's what they do
1: makes sense
0: yeah so hopefully she's listening hi if you are <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean no i mean it's a great even if she's not a fan of it that's a great genre to get into writing because there's not a whole bunch of books like that so that's yeah. Something original to strike up.
0: Yeah. Because podcasts are fucking huge right now. Yeah. Everybody has one. Uh, five years, probably nobody will have them. Because they'll they'll get so because big. Because everyone will have one. They'll get so big that they'll get nerdy and nobody will want one anymore. It won't be the cool thing it's to have a podcast. It's passing fancy. It's yeah.
1: just a fad right now.
0: All right. Well, listen to this while you can. Yes. <laughs> Our nonfiction book, Oliver. The True Story of a Stolen Dog and the Humans He Brought Together by Stephen J. Carino and Alex Tresniowski Tresniewowski. On Valentine's Day, 2019, someone stole Stephen Carino's dog, Oliver, from his car. Having lost his mother at 13 and grown up with an alcoholic father, he could always count on his dogs for comfort and company. But now, with his beloved Oliver missing... Stephen felt utterly alone. Then, the miracle. In a sense of near-impossible coincidences, people from different walks of life crossed paths with Oliver and with Stephen, hard-working immigrants, wealthy suburbanites, car mechanics, deli workers, old friends, close relatives, street cops, gang members, a TV news reporter, social media followers around the world, and one very gifted hairdresser all played a part in Stephen's desperate journey to find Oliver. In the middle of all of it, Stephen realized that no one is ever truly alone, and the power of community can be life-changing. Oliver is not just a book about a stolen dog. At its core, it is a story about kindness, friendship, and the power of faith. As Stephen says, this is more than just a dog story. This is an everybody story. This is a love story. From Thomas Nelson Publishing, January 2021, 240 pages very sweet yeah i saw this. a dog got stolen and i went uh no uh, i don't want to read about it if the dog got stolen but obviously he gets the dog back so it's got a happy ending so i'm okay with it that if, you know of it seems like he. <clears throat> it, it seems like it's i mean
1: if it's not... the synopsis
0: gives a lot of it away i'm, I'm and so you know what the ending is. you know he eventually gets the dog back but the book is it's one of those, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey type books. So. Excuse you. He's fine.
1: Yeah, he's staring at me. Yeah. It, it sounds like some of those dog movies, which I don't watch because...
0: It'll make you cry? Yeah. <laughs> you should, I'll show you the cover, too. It's got a little, Um, I think it's a Yorkie on the front. It's got these big eyes just staring up at you. Oh, it's adorable. That's what caught me, is the fucking dog on the cover just said Oliver in big letters, and they just had the dog there. It's was like, aww, look at the puppy. And it had me in. It had me. All right, so for our children's book this week, now we're always... We talk about books for empowering girls a lot when we do, like, the children's books and some of the um, nonfiction books. So this one is more for the boys. Now it's not empowering boys, but it's kind of telling boys that it's it's okay to not always be the, you know, macho macho. It's it's okay to have another side to you. So it's I Am a Kindness Hero from Jennifer Adams and Carme Lemiscantes. Now Carme is actually the illustrator ...from the Edgar, little Edgar Allan Poe book. Oh. Follow the adventures of a young boy as he practices kindness throughout the day. From rescuing a puppy, to standing up to bullies, to helping his young sister tie her shoes. I Am a Kindness Hero celebrates gentleness and vulnerability in boys... ...and shows that true strength and leadership come from treating those around you with love and respect. I Am a Kindness Hero provides parents, teachers, and child care providers with a beautiful picture book that offers a new kind of role model for young boys. A standalone title, it also serves as a companion to I Am a Warrior Goddess by the same author and illustrator, which inspires strength, leadership, and empowerment in young girls. Sound True Publishing, January 2021, 32 pages, ages 4 to 7.
1: That's very sweet.
0: Mm -hmm. Because...
1: Boys need to know that they can have... It's okay to have an emotional them. side as it's well. It's okay to
0: be nice to people. It's okay to to treat people with respect and to show love to somebody. It, it doesn't make you any less of a you know of a, a man, a, a man or a boy. You're human. Human. Be human.
1: That's how you talk to a
0: dog. Sometimes he acts like a human.
1: He sits like one. He
0: sits like one, like a big baby.
1: Like a man smoking a cigar with his shoulder on the edge of the couch. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. yeah. Or with his hand on his crotch. Yeah. Sometimes.
0: And you go to tell you touch it just like a man. You touch his leg and he spreads his legs apart and shows you all his goods waiting for you to pet his belly.
1: And I have to tell him, <laughs> No looking your crotch on the bed, no looking your crotch on the furniture. Every damn day.
0: Make sure you teach your boys that too.
1: Yes. Yes. No don't, touching don't yourself the junk on the
0: family furniture. Yeah.
1: No no touching the junk on the couch. Save that for your private time.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by our brand new exclusive discount code for thebeardstruggle.com. Gentlemen, have you grown out that beard? Or are you just starting? Well, if you're like me, you began to notice pretty quickly that the skin underneath all that hair can get pretty dry and flaky. And trust me when I tell you, beard dandruff sucks. And the people over the beard struggle know this and have made it their life's work to develop the best products to make growing, and keeping that beard as painless as possible. Over time, the ingredients in their formulas have proven themselves, not just because their customers have had enormous success with them, but because they have worked for centuries. They use 100% natural ingredients, never test on animals, and promise a 90-day money-back guarantee. From the day and night oils, the shampoos and conditioners, all the way to the ingenious beard straightener. They have everything you need to tame that face fur, and I use them, my beard has never looked, felt, or smelled better. Just ask my wife. So go to thebeardstruggle.com, all one word, or click on our link in the show notes and use our new exclusive discount code AUDIO15 at checkout for 15% off. That's A-U-D-I-O-1-5 for 15% off your entire order. Go now and feast your face! And our YA novel this week is Wings of Ebony by J.L. Making a way out of no way, is just the way of life for Rue. But when her mother is shot dead on her doorstep, life for her and her younger sister changes forever. Rue's taken from her neighborhood by the father she never knew, forced to leave her little sister behind, and whisk away, whisked away, to Gizon, a hidden island of magic wielders. Rue is the only half-god, half-human there, where leaders protect their magical powers at all costs and thrive on human suffering. Miserable and desperate to see her sister on the anniversary of their mother's death, Rue breaks Gizon's sacred Do Not Leave law and returns to Houston, only to discover that black kids are being forced into crime and violence, and her sister Tasha is in danger of falling sway to the very forces that claim their mother's life. Worse still, Evidence mounts that evil plaguing East Row is the same one that lurks in Gizan, an evil that will stop at nothing until it has stolen everything from her and everyone she loves. Rue must embrace her true identity and wield the full magnitude of her ancestors powers to save her neighborhood before the gods burn it to the ground from Denine Milner books, which is Simon the Schuster books for young readers, January, 2021, 368 pages, ages 13 and up. The kind of the, the rare, <coughs> the rare, uh, African American YA novel.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kind of up my alley because I I like the the godlike powers, mm-hmm. um, mythology and such, ancestral power. Um, I I I don't know. I don't know exactly where that country's from to what gods they would worship.
0: Uh, that island. I think it's a made up one. Perhaps. kizon Pretty sure it's made up. How is it spelled? G H I Z O N. G H I Z O N, yeah. It's not a, It's it's just a
1: place you made up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I mean,
0: it. Still, I, I like
1: certain myths and mythological gods. Yeah, and...
0: that's why. I mean, that's one of the reasons I picked it because it sounded like it's to be something you would like, because you like, you know, magic and shit. I do. I know. And this looks like it's packed full of it
1: but you're a muggle.
0: That's all right. But no, it, it, You don't see uh, African-Americans being the main character in most YA novels, at least not to my knowledge. I don't really read a whole lot of YA novels, except for the ones that I, I read the synopsis for the show. That's, a, you know, almost...
1: Or ones it. that I've told you about. Yeah. <clears throat> I have a few that have... Um african-american main characters yeah um the year of the witching was an african-american girl oh really yes okay um oh there's another one that's uh everyone loves uh i haven't read it yet uh children of blood and bone or something like that i can't remember the name of it um there are a lot of black characters in um the rick ritteran series um Yeah, Uh, some of them are main characters because there's multiple main characters.
0: Well, I mean, I'm I'm talking about like the the main character.
1: Um, the Kane Chronicles, the Egyptian series, they're black.
0: Wouldn't they be Egyptian? Still black. Well, no. Um, that those are two the just cause no, those are two different things. Black and Egyptian are two different things.
1: Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think.
0: Ugh.
1: Uh technically Hermione Granger is black. No. Yes. No. Yes.
0: JK Rowling's full of shit.
1: No, they she was black in the Broadway, production, in the Broadway of production. Curse of Child and when it came to the book, it is never said
0: actually, whether she is somebody, white or black. Somebody actually I saw this a while back. Somebody actually found one line in one of the books that says something about Hermione's white skin. I do not remember what book it was. I don't remember what the line was. I don't remember who found it. But somebody had posted that forever ago. This said the only instance of where it ever points to Hermione being white. And it was like one line that said something about her white skin or something. I don't know. But so that's something... Somebody out there, I'm sure, knows, has read the books enough times to know every single line that would probably know what I'm talking about. But somebody, unless they made it up themselves and typed it out into a book and then took a screenshot and, or whatever, or Adobe Photoshopped it or something, I saw somebody put up that one line that says something about Hermione in the book being white. But just because she's black in the, in the Broadway play... Doesn't mean that she's That's, blocking the book, I mean, too. If,
1: if you consider Cursed Child canon, which some Potter fans do not, some do, it all depends.
0: And Hermione's not the main character. Harry Potter is the main character. I'm not talking about a main character. I'm talking about the main character. Um, the, the, the the main character. The the, the character that the, that the series there'd literally... There'd be no Harry
1: Potter re- without Hermione Granger. It
0: doesn't matter. It's still... She's still... She is a... She is a main character but she is not the main character. That would be Harry Potter. Like Percy Jackson books. There's a lot of main characters in those, but Percy is the main character.
1: Grover is a main character and
0: a main. I'm talking about the. If you have if you take a book and you say, "Who is the main character?" You're only allowed one. Who is the main character? There I don't think there are very many that
1: Okay, Year is, of the Witching okay. is her the main character. Okay. She is
0: black. There is a series that one of my favorite authors, Scott Sigler, did. Um, is it Awaken? Al- the Alive series, I think it's called. A uh, bunch of kids on a ship hurtling through space. The main character on that is is a black girl. And he's a, he's a very white, bald man who wrote this book. But his main the main character of that series is a black girl. And it took me for a loop when I found out she was because not, nothing wrong with it. It just I wasn't expecting that because of course I just imagined that a white man's gonna write a uh, you know, somebody white. This just where your fucking brain goes. If you're if you're white you usually think that first. I'm I'm guessing if you're another nationality or race that your nationality or race would be the first thing that would pop into your head when somebody says something about a character. But she's a badass, too.
1: Yeah, so is the girl in the the Year of the Witching.
0: I, I fucking love her. And I imagine that Rue in this book probably is, too. Because it you know, sounds like she's taking on a whole is- hidden island of magic wielders on by herself. I'm sure there's going to be somebody come across. And it's a YA book, so I'm sure there's a love interest in there. But... Luckily, they didn't put it in the pl- in the synopsis, so I didn't have to read about it. <laughs> the
1: dog's getting bored. <laughs> Did you hear him yawn?
0: Uh, it wasn't a that wasn't a yawn. That was a nobody's paying attention to me. Wasn't it? I mean, I have there
1: I have tons of other books. I can't. My brain is so foggy with cold medicine right now that I can't even think straight.
0: It's all right. It's fine because this is the one we're talking about yeah. today.
1: But it, it does sound really good. I think I think I might get it after the show.
0: No, go figure. I don't know if it's at, I think it is on sale now. I know a couple of them were for pre-order. But if we had put this out when we were supposed to, it probably probably wouldn't have been out. But given the extra day, they could have been out by now. But by the end of January, all of these books will be out. So go pre-order them or grab them again in the show notes. Uh, seven, let's give everybody our social...
1: Okay, let's see if I can muck this one up. <clears throat> we are at open book on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. I am at ECJBAT on Twitter and Instagram. You are at YoungETAM6 on Twitter and YoungETAM on Instagram.
0: Very good. You can email us, open Book at gmail.com. Tell us if there's any books that you want us to talk about or authors that you want us to cover on our author series, Stephanie, our Goodreads, and then your Goodreads.
1: Goodreads dot com slash open a f i n g book. Goodreads dot com slash e c j b a t.
0: You haven't gotten a lot of reading done because you've been sick. Yes, I'm sure. But you're... my
1: next read is going to be American Gods because we just started watching the show, and I want to read the book.
0: Yeah, we don't have stars, so we have we so we bought the se- first season on Amazon Prime. It's been pretty we're pretty. three episodes in and it's uh no we're 4 we're we're getting going to the fifth episode we we've oh. watched four
1: okay so four episodes in and it's fucking amazing
0: it's been pretty good it's been interesting it's been weird
1: so on the show the main character's black
0: he is i wonder if shadow he is shadow the... moon
1: yeah i wonder if
0: he's black in the book too uh, yeah i believe he is I so believe...
1: that's another book
0: that's not a ya book that's a I don't even know if that would be adult contemporary. You think Neil be...
1: Gaiman? Gaiman? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's adult contemporary. Yeah.
0: So it's not a YA book. Still. Uh go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash open book. We have plenty of stickers. I was dicking around on uh, my editor today trying to come up with some pins. I got a, I'll show you later. The I got one pin that I kind of, I want to send off to get made. And I'm trying to get another one made. And I'm going to look through all the other episodes and pick some good spots and maybe get some more to have up there. So, I'm not going to tell everybody what it is quite yet until it's ready for, you know, until we have them in. And people who are on our Patreon, we'll we'll send those out to, to them. And then we'll have them up for sale if anybody wants to buy some. Or if you just become a Patreon, you'll get one for free. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what they are
1: later. Uh, I did two. Two orange Cassidy, thumbs up. Yeah. Uh
0: come back for our Monday show. Hopefully we'll have the last part of our Flannery O'Connor. It, it all depends on how people are feeling. It's really hard to do an hour and a half hour, forty five minute long show when you can't breathe and you can't talk and you're coughing every five seconds. Yeah. It's just it gets difficult. I'm,
1: I'm about I'm I'm ready to go lay down and feel so miserable again.
0: Yeah. Well the luck luckily the series shows i do the majority of the talking and you you know jump yeah in. but
1: you like me to be
0: talkative oh, i, I and... like for you to contribute but you don't you know you you don't have to you know read paragraphs and paragraphs of commentary we'll figure out a way to get through it uh, rate and review us wherever you listen um subscribe follow it really helps us it gets us higher on the charts, and gets us noticed by more people and advertisers, and that helps keep the the show going. Go to your local library and volunteer if they let you. Go to your local bookstores. Buy a book from a local independent author at a local independent bookstore. Best thing you can do to help them out right now. Honestly, if you buy your book anywhere for a a local or independent author, they're going to get the money. But the books, the local independent mom and pop style bookstores won't. That's why we push the mom and pop bookstore so much, because they also need to stay in business. Because they, I don't, I don't want to see you know left bank books brought to you by Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we they want to stay independent because they don't want to have to you know bow down to the mighty Bezos.
1: Bezos. But I mean, keep your prices low. <laughs> uh,
0: again, look down below the uh in our show notes below the description and you can get all the uh twitters and instagrams links to the authors and to the books if you feel like you want to connect with them and and purchase the books that's the best way to do it uh quickest way for you to do it anyway and uh, i think that's it all right well take care of yourselves take care of one another down time we get to talk to you again do yourself a favor go go. all right we'll see you
1: I think it would be therapeutic to stab people multiple times a day.
0: I always got to take it to a weird place, but all right.